Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. This podcast is bringing the art of conversation, self-love, self-care, mental health care and protection, life lessons, love lessons, and everything in between. Today, we're going to talk about public decorum. Is there such a thing? I'm Lady Bounce. And I am Picket Fence. All right, you got the mindfulness minute for us this week. I sure do. Let me remember break it down for you right quick. I appreciate it. The mindfulness minute for this week. No matter what happens in life, be good to people. Being good to people is a wonderful legacy to leave behind. Mm. Word up. Word up. So in 30 seconds or less, tell me, how are you good to people when you go out every day? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm good or bad. I'm, tr- I actually, if I'm out, if I'm moving about, I try to be just, I guess I would say absent of people. Okay. Uh, and what I mean by that is like, we're in a pandemic and it seems like everybody's going mad at times. Um, so I use the, if I say, if I'm going to the store, I'll take my headphones so I don't have to hear all that idle chatter. Uh, one thing that I could say, I guess this being good is I try to let, like, say, if I see someone that looks like they're in a rush, go ahead, go ahead. You know what I mean? Whether it be in the car, walking through the store, like they trying to get by, you know, go on, go ahead. I'm not in that much of a rush. You know what I'm saying? Um, in past, I would hate to see somebody drive crazy because that used to make me angry. But now I'm just like, you go ahead and get out my way so I don't get killed. But when somebody does something absolutely crazy, I'm probably going to say something because you could have, you could have killed it me. <laughs> but if they're just speeding, I'm like, go on and get that ticket. Cause I don't want it. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm never intentionally mean or disrespectful to people you know what i mean mm-hmm. i i absolutely do so uh a moment of transparency this this show came out of the show idea came out of something that i experienced when i went to go pick up a food order last week so i'm gonna tell you all about my experience Please feel free to um, to at us, to message us if you've ever seen this or uh, if you've encountered such a thing. So I'm in this local food um, establishment and I'm waiting for my order to be finished. It's not quite finished. And there are two men also in the waiting room. Now I'm playing on my phone, kind of minding my own business, you know, because that's just what I do. So these two men are having a conversation and they don't know each other. So let me put a fork in that part. They don't know each other. The one guy uh, received a text from my, from what I'm assuming is a female. And she was asking him to come over and to see him. And she sent him a picture of herself dressed in a nightie to, I guess, further entice him to want to come over. Now for most men, I guess, if they were in the mood to see that particular female, they will be excited to receive such a message. However, this guy began to mm-hmm. have a um, a very disrespectful conversation about this woman with this man with me standing there. 
Um, so then, you know, they get into this whole back and forth about how, you know, chicks ain't nothing and they just want money. And she was trying to set him up. And that's why he wasn't going to go over there because it was a possibility that her man was going to come through and he wasn't trying to be in no stuff because it keeps the heater on him. I mean, it was like a just really kind of a crazy uh, conversation. So, of course, the other guy, you know, is is chiming in, you know, and also talking about how women ain't this and we not this and we not that. And and these different um, tricks that, that women do to trap men into situations that are not always safe for their physical and mental health. Mm. And I was, I was standing there listening, I was cringing. Not cringing because of the situation, but cringing at the fact that I obviously am a female and that you're having such a vulgar, somewhat ignorant conversation in front of me. Where I remember a time where women didn't have degrading conversations like that in public, you know, just in general overall. But men certainly in the presence of a lady had a certain level of decorum and respect that they displayed. So while I didn't feel disrespected because I didn't know them and they didn't know me, heck, they didn't even know each other. But I was just sitting there like kind of a pop, like how dare you have this kind of just outright ignorant conversation, you know, in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think as people, we, we don't do enough of being considerate. We have this whole thing like, this is me, this is who I am, who going to check me, this, you know, and this is how I move. But I also think that we need to move with other people in mind. So being considerate of the fact that I'm a female and what if, just what if, I have been offended to the point to say something to both of them, you know, or to check them about their behavior and their decorum and their words and the language that they were using. Then all of a sudden, then I'm fitting the category of female that they were just talking about. You know what I mean? And now it's a whole big on back and forth. I got to call my husband out. Now we got a whole problem. But the whole idea behind it was they didn't care enough about me standing there and looking like a, a normal, regular female. I wasn't scantily clad where I looked like some kind of thought pocket running around. I was dressed like a lady. So... Mm-hmm in respecting me like a lady, like what I look like, to tailor your language or tailor your conversation because I'm standing there. Um, and I, was, I would expect the same thing if the roles were reversed. If those were females having a conversation like that, I would expect you not to have a conversation like that in public. That's how you talk to your friends. Do you. Nobody's telling you how to, how to be. But in public... Should there be a certain level of decorum and respect that we display? Absolutely. One, you know, let's unpack all of you. You said a lot. Let's unpack it. Um, okay. One, I'm sure he still went over there. I'm sure he did. Because <laughs> men are weak when it comes to women. And, and, you know, I laugh, but I'm serious. I'm, I'm sure he went over there. Two, one thing that you said that uh, really stuck too is that um we've 
we've come to this some for some reason we've come to this mind state of this is who i am this is how i act this you know i i, I, I say what i want to say when i want to say it don't matter who's around blah 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 yakety smackety and and, and we talk about authentic authenticity all the time and staying who you are you know and, and that's fine but sometimes you cross that line of respect me, myself, I'm, I've said it once before, probably plenty on the show that I'm king, curse a lot. I curse <laughs> in my in my everyday life. I've been cursing since the day I started talking. And that's not an exaggeration. That's literally the first thing I said was cuss word. Um, but even as a ute, as some say, <laughs> a ute, me, and my friends, we had a, a certain rule. It was like an unspoken rule. Hey, we don't curse in front of old people. You know, we don't curse in front of beautiful women. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want a beautiful woman to think you some vagabond. You know what I'm saying? And people don't have moral rules anymore. You know what I mean? People say whatever they want to say with no regard to anyone else. You know, um, I see people that, you know, now we have good friends that, you know, like, for example, uh, your coworker when we was at the car, you know, he, he think he's just talking to us and he like, you know, a cuss word slip out, which, you know, we don't care about that. But he notices that our daughter is in the car. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And we have several friends that have done that. And we're like, oh, that's cool. You know, she hear that all the time, blah, blah, blah. But they show a respect that, hey, there is a child, you know. But people have in their minds now that you, you just do whatever, say whatever, do what that whatever at any time. You don't care about anybody but yourself. And we're being programmed more and more to think that way. You know, he, he might have some legitimacy in his claim that, you know, women are doing that because we see it becoming popular because it's saying, you know, there's so much programming on this is what you should do. You know, women have been done wrong by men so many years, which is a fact that now I'm, I'm going to be just as scandalous. It's a solution. Is it a good solution? No. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like you said, it's, it could be vice versa. That could have been women having the same exact conversation you know i see it all the time when i go to the store which is one of the reasons i said that i always wear headphones now when i go to the store just to block because i don't want to hear none of that you know what i'm saying we are so attracted to drama and bad behavior and showing how tough and bold and how whatever I am, you know what I mean? And it's usually some trickery. And I, I don't want to be subjected to your trickery. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, if I know I'm going to the store, I I, I take my headphones with me. And I and I don't un take them out until I'm about to be rung up. Because you see it all the time. People don't have any respect. They cuss in front of old people. They cuss in front of kids. They say all types of nasty stuff in front of whoever. 
They're talking all loud on the phone. They have their phone on speaker. So not only do you hear them talking all reckless and nasty, you hear the person talking to them, talking nasty and reckless. And I was in Dollar General sometime close to this time last year when the pandemic started. And an older lady asked this younger, she was, I would say she was probably in her 20s. The older lady was probably in her 50s. You know, can you give me my six feet? And so and so, I don't get and your your six feet, blah blah blah. And at the whole time, she's on the phone with somebody, and then she starts pretending to cough on a lady. <laughs> Who cares about blah blah blah? Yakety smackety, dog crappity, you know, yelling at the lady, and to the point where the person that she's on the phone with is like, "Hey, did you take your medicine today?" Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's another sad truth, another story for another day about how, how we're overdoped we are. But yeah, she's yelling at the lady and telling the person how phone how I would beat this older lady up. What do you get out of beating some older lady up that is just trying to protect her health? Right. Not only are you being disrespectful to the other people in the store, if they're kids in the store, the people that work in the store, the person that you even talk to on the phone, because the person on the phone eventually, you know, evidently knows that you have some type of issues. But you're doing this to an older lady that's just trying to protect her own health. Because we have to show how bad and tough we are. And, and it's just like, we have no moral codes anymore. You know, it's like, it wasn't like we received the handbook, but it was like passed down like how our ancestors always did stuff through oral tra traditions. You knew what to say in front of some certain people. You knew how to act. You know, if you, you know, when you first got a, your first lady friend that you walk on the side closest to the street you know what i'm saying the person that told you like if even if you don't have a father in the home like i didn't have a father in the home but you know my uncle like hey make sure you walk on this side of the street make sure the lady on you know closest to the the building or the or you know away from the street you know what i'm saying and because we always communicated with each other those codes he didn't even have to say why just like my mom every time i went out the house make sure you're on your p's and q's i didn't even know what that meant for years but I just knew it meant to have you supposed to be, be respectful and, and, you know, and, and cool and, and, you know, not get to no trouble. I, I don't think I learned that. I mean, she's been saying that since the day I started going outside five, four or five years old and didn't probably didn't know what that meant until I got in college. Did it have something to do with a typewriter? You know what I mean? And it was just a, <laughs> a certain way of saying, you know, be good. I already knew that it meant to be on your best behavior. I didn't even need to know the origins of watch your P's and Q's. It's so, fun. it's so funny that you say that because like my family was uh, we were I don't know. I don't <laughs> we were we were different. We got the same message, but but for for us and our family, it was don't go out here acting black. Now, for a long time, I was like you, I was like, well, what does that mean? I'm black. I don't know any other way to be. But we somehow knew that it meant that the stereotype that is pushed about black people 
that is not how you act. You act the opposite of that. You don't go outside barefoot. You don't go outside, you know, eating food. You don't go outside talking loud. You don't get in the store and start touching everything or asking for everything. So we somehow knew, you know, that there was a certain level of decorum that we should have when we go out in, in public. And because of, of how I was raised, when it came to rearing my children, I did the same things. I didn't tell them in quite that way, but I taught them, this is how we act in a restaurant. This is how we act when we're in a store. This, this is decorum that, that is acceptable behavior. And when they exhibited things that were unacceptable behavior, because they are kids and that's what kids do and they were learning, then I would also explain to them and let them know, hey, we don't act like that when we go outside. We don't throw ourselves on the floor because we got told no. That's not what we do. And, and so in doing that, I was able to take my kids a lot of places where you typically wouldn't see kids because they knew how to act. Right, right. You know, I, 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 just to step in right quick, the only thing that I can say about raising our kids that was to be like an embarrassment was their fear of bugs if we were outside. Oh, yeah. Like you said, every time, you know, when we went to a restaurant, they knew not to act up at a restaurant. When we went places, uh, they knew not to, you know, be act up, you know. And one thing that we do will not see a lot of parents do now, which is good, is uh, we gave them something to keep them occupied because parent kids don't want to be involved in no adult stuff. But, um, you know, and, and one thing I, I can remember clear as day is um, before our son became older into his own habits and stuff that how he used to be so greeting the people like whenever somebody oh it's just some blah 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 he wanted to shake hands he would always shake hands and that would throw people off even adults like oh he's so he's so man his mannerisms he's like a grown man you know he wanted to shake your hand you know if you say hey this is my son blah 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 he would stick his hand out and i remember clearly one time we i think we were at uh coney island down in Cincinnati and uh, one of the supervisor's sons was there and, and she's like, oh, this is your son, blah, blah. And he shook, put his hand out to both of them to shake their hand. You know, it's just about and, and you know, and they, oh, he's a respectful kid. You know, and like you said, you, you teach your kids how to act, but now it's like you have to show how hard you are. You have to show how bored boisterous you are you loud person the loud person is the popular person the person that says look how fat i am you know that's not cool you might have a heart attack i ain't nothing cool about you but you know we want to show look how long monique said that she bragged about being fat until them health problems started kicking and now oh yeah I, okay i'm doing this just to you know i want to make sure i'm in health to say you know what i'm saying and look how scantless i am <clears throat> it reminds me of um not to jump off topic, but how people are talking about the Dr. Seuss thing and the Pepe Le Pew. It's like, these things are bad, but Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion is the best song in the world. Mm. It's like, we flip-flop our thinking of morals and respectability for some reason, somehow. We've gotten lost in that. 
and and when I just want to to clarify when we say we we're not just talking about people of color because no. you had an incident on a recent trip to Walmart with someone who is not the same color as us. Yes. So let's talk about it. Put it out here. We're going to talk about behavior. Let's talk about it. So we're in Walmart. It's we're still, we're now just this weekend, this past, this weekend that we're in past weekend, wherever you want to call it into a year of the pandemic. And some people like myself, I try to only go to the store once a week, you know, I would like to not go even closer than that, but four people in the house, four adults, basically, um, you're going to have to go to the store at least once a week. Uh, so we see these people, children. I, they might have more children at home. We don't know. They have two carts full of stuff. Um, lots, like I said, two carts full of stuff. They have a lot of stuff. Walmart only has one lane open with a live uh, clerk and they have some U-scans open which they've been pushing that even before the pandemic but they have one live person and a lot of times me myself when I have a lot of stuff a lot of different type of items stuff I, I would like a, a person to bring that up make sure everything's good blah 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 and uh, and then they're having some kind of because they have a, like I said a lot of stuff with two carts and they have two kids with them you know it is what it is I'm cool. You know, um, they should have more better customer service. They should have more people in there, but it is what it is. Every time I go to the store, I'm back in the aisles getting rung up. But there's an older guy. He might not have been older. He might have been my age, but he looked a lot <laughs> older. Behind me, that is verbally complaining the whole time. First, it's like a, a, a member. You know, you know, cussing, cussing, fussing, this and blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, come on, come on. Then he gets, he starts getting eventually louder. He's stepping on the shelf before you get to the uh, cash register, looking over the cash register, like that's going to make things go faster or he's going to be able to identify something <laughs> that can make the situation better. He's standing on the, uh, the, the, you know, shelves. I don't even know what that's going to get you. And, and 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 like the people, you know, they're getting wrung out, blah blah blah. They they spill their stuff. He cusses those effing idiots, blah blah blah. And he's going and on and on. And finally the people kind of get in there. We're in line a long time. I'm not gonna lie. We're in line about 25, 30 minutes. Gets to the point where we're starting to get ran. He's still fussing and cussing. He's cussing, you know, and uh our daughter, she's frustrated too, and that, that makes it worse because She's got to hear his memory and stuff. And so she tries to walk off and blah, blah, blah. He's still going off. The person ringing us up isn't old enough to ring up some of the stuff we have. We got with some adult beverages. And he's mad that she's got to go get somebody else. So he's cussing even louder to the point where I was like, I, I let it go on. I let go on. To finally, I'm like, hey, chill out. <laughs> we all going through it. You know what it is. We've been in this for a year now. We all are frustrated. We all trying to get out of here. We all want our stuff that we need. Just chill out. 
And then he paused and realized that I don't want to get smacked up. Not that I would do that. I probably would have done that if he would have said something. <laughs> like but he puts his head down. He's still mad. But maybe I'm hoping that he just realized that, hey, this guy's right. Ain't nothing I could do about this. Just shut up and just wait like we doing. And to the point he's yelling so bad that they get somebody else to come ring us up and they're frustrated. They can't get it. They got to deal with him yelling, dealing with the fact that they're not even, a, I don't even think she was really a cash register lady and she can't figure out what's going on and she's hearing him yelling. So I have to, you know, make sure it's cool. I'm good. Hey, he yelling. You ain't ringing him up. You ringing me up. I'm cool. You know, we, we just, we don't have respect for people. Not only people that are working in places, people that are just trying to get by and live. We don't know how to conduct ourselves in public. We don't know how to be nice to people. We don't care what the situation with these people are and why they had to buy so much groceries. Maybe they didn't want to come back to the store. Maybe they got 10 more kids at home and they need all of this stuff. Uh-huh. You know, and maybe the store doesn't have maybe 10 people call it off. You're going to fuss at the manager that comes to help. You know, she frustrated because our people didn't come. You never know what the situation is. And you just act in a a-hole. And remember, and, and, and I said that too. I said, we don't know. And, and because I work in the education system, so I deal with families and I work in the context of families. I'm like, we don't know if they are food insecure. We don't know if they got their stimulus check. And this is the first time they've been able to buy food in months or maybe even a year. Facts. We don't know, like you said, how many other kids that they have at home. I actually felt felt kind of bad for them to have to shop like that with two very antsy children with them. The children were not misbehaving. They were behaving like children who had obviously been in the store a really long time to have collected two carts full of stuff. Yeah, they weren't acting up at all. They were just standing around just like yeah, they were. They, I mean, I mean, they were antsy, but I mean, yeah, they were antsy, but they for, for any kid. Yeah, but like they weren't yelling and screaming, throwing right. stuff. They just were probably tired. They got two carts full of stuff. Yeah, and they hear this old dude cussing at them, and they don't even know this old dude. And. And you, you know, you said that, and that brings me to my next point that I, I want to make sure that that I um, that I say is that when we're in public, we people should be mindful that some families don't expose their children to that kind of behavior or that kind of language. So even in the midst of your biggest frustration, you should still be mindful of public decency, have a heart, have some empathy, have some compassion because like, while our children hear, you know, cursing and we explain it to them or they hear music or watch TV that has cuss words in it and they are old enough to discern it and, and to process it. Families with younger children, maybe they don't cuss in their household. Yeah. And so here you are acting like a plum fool in the store. And now these parents have to go home and try to explain it to their kid because all the kid sees is why is this old man yelling? Yeah. And, and and I'm air dude. If I knew his name, I say his name. Airing him all the way out. This dude only had like ten items. He could have went through the U scan, right? But you know why you didn't go through the U scan? Because he probably didn't know how to use the U scan. You know what I mean? Exactly. You gotta have compassion for yourself too. I don't know how to use the U scan. 
or I prefer to go through a regular person. So I'm just going to have to sit here and wait my time. And, and that's, that's where I was with it. Um, I was, I was just a little frustrated with the Walmart trip in general, because there were things that I was looking for in Walmart that I typically go to Walmart for that they didn't have, but I wasn't, upset or or irritated to the point where i was going to like publicly act a plum fool and i was yeah, hot or lash out at somebody for no reason exactly i was hot wearing that mask i was hot with my jacket on but i still joked and laughed with with all three of the cashiers who came up you know to to help and everything and i told them like i had previously worked at walmart so some of the things that they were talking about i had a frame of reference for it. and i'm like oh yeah i remember those days and i don't miss it yeah so let them know that hey, it's okay. You it's know, like cool. you said, I'm not upset. I'm mm-hmm. not mad. I'm chill. I want you to be chill. But I also think that that goes back into to what we we do on our show and how we live our lives. We live our lives in a way that is compassionate. It's filled with empathy. It's filled with mindfulness because we can't talk about it and teach other people how to do it if we're not practicing it ourselves and so for me i have just conditioned my life to a to a certain extent that it's peace over everything yeah definitely now now let me be clear this doesn't mean that you have to let people run over you no not at all or disrespect you disrespect you it doesn't mean that at all you should defend yourself at all costs when somebody is offending you. But if ain't nobody offending you, you know, you know, you you're going crazy over stuff that nobody has control over. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And 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 when, then you end up disrespecting all types of people that you don't know or being rude to people you don't know, and the stuff that's out of anybody's hands. You know what I mean? I I certainly know and and understand and and there are some things that um i'm all you know i even in, in just in general we we sometimes have to do things that we don't necessarily like or things that are on uncomfortable for us and step outside of that box for the good of the greater good so whatever that greater good is sometimes you just have to suck it up deal with it you know what i mean rise above the occasion go into that little piece of yourself that says hey this is me doing my part to make the world better now yes it is uncomfortable yes it hurts yes i'm annoyed i am irritated however if i take all of these things that i'm feeling on the inside and i push them outward who does that help how does that help me yeah more than anything, mm-hmm. because I like to often joke and say it's all about me. So if I push those things that are inside of me outwardly to other people, how does that benefit me? Does making somebody yeah. else feel or bad make me feel good? Like making somebody else feel bad should not make yeah. you feel good, period. No. <laughs> you know, one funny thing about it is. We went to two different stores, two totally different experiences on, on that day. And the funny thing is that this is like the first time I forgot my phone. So I didn't have any way to, to you know, cloud out everything. I didn't have my headphones on my phone. So I had to hear every 
thing that was going on with what we've been talking on the show, people that don't know how to talk to people, people that don't know how to act in public, you know, people that, you know, they don't care about themselves when they come, which I know that we are going through the pandemic, but this has been before the pandemic. People coming to the, to the store with their bonnets on and their pajamas on and stuff like that. And, and yeah, I know there are situations I don't have no clothes, but most of the cases, that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? You come to, even before the pandemic, you come to the store in your pajamas, they are now dirty, but you go home and sleep in them anyway. Come on, people, let's get it together. Let's get it together. I agree. I think public decorum, it is a thing. So since, since we're about helping people that, you know, that's the purpose. I want you, I want you as a person to start looking at how you behave in public. How do you look in public? What message do you think you are sending to the world when it's four o'clock in the afternoon and you still have on your bonnet and your pajamas? we I just really want want us as a people as a human race to get back to caring about one another if this pandemic has taught us anything it has taught us how much we need other people we don't need these things these things that we have trained ourselves and told ourselves oh I have to have this car I have to have this house when this pandemic hit and those things were taken away we realized very quickly that the only thing you have in this world is people. The only thing you really need in this world is people and compassion and Mm -hmm. empathy. And that comes from people. Word up. We just, I just want to see us as a human race, get back to being people, get back to caring. Yeah. Get back to, to, you know, checking on people or worrying about people and watching your mouth in front of grandma. No, that ain't your grandma. You might cuss like a sailor in front of your grandma, but don't cuss in front of their grandma because maybe their grandma right. don't talk like that. Right. Maybe they don't raise their kids the way that you raise your kids. I mean, just, I don't know, just get back to being human. Yeah. And we have seen to have lost. Yeah, human decency. And it seems like we've lost that because we're so in this. Well, who gonna check me? Who gonna tell me? Yeah. Somebody should tell you. You should really tell yourself. Like nobody tell needs yourself. to tell you. You should tell yourself. Tell yourself that. Tell yourself. So that, so that brings us to our self-care assignment. It sure does. Self-care assignment for this week is say something nice to a stranger. It could be a compliment. Yo, I like your shoes. Um, And that's not limited to saying something nice. You got a full grocery cart, you in the store. You see somebody got just a few items. Let them go in front of you. Don't be in a rush for life. Because the only thing you're rushing towards towards in life is death. Because we all going to die. You know? That's the only thing. Think of it as that. The only thing you're rushing towards is if you're death by rushing. So it could be saying, giving somebody a compliment. Letting somebody go in front of you if you're in the store, um, giving something nice to your kids that you wouldn't usually do. Say, hey, I got a treat for you. Um, Just do something that is compassionate for someone else. You could do it for a family member, preferably a stranger. Let's show that we can be compassionate to even to people we don't know. Word up. 
I like that. I like I like that a lot. I mean, because of of my profession, I do that anyway. I always feel like I love my students. I will bend over backwards for my students to do whatever for them. But I really feel like I work in the context of families. Oh, your aunt needs something. Here, here's a resource. Oh, your your grandpa need this. Your mama needs this. Here's a resource. Because the the bigger thing about um about me in particular, I want to leave an impact. Well, when well. when I leave this world and people talk about me, I want people to be able to say she was a teacher that I could go to, or she was that friend, or she was that person who always had my back, who always gave me the unconditional positive support that I needed, even when I messed up. Or I just, I want to, for me myself, I want to be that person. Like there's a gospel song that talks about, you know, when I die and I get to heaven, I want God to look at me and say, servant, well done. I want that. When I reach the end, wherever I end up at the end, I want to be told, hey, you did everything you were supposed to do. Yeah, you made some missteps, but well done. Come on in. And wherever that end is, I want that. So I'm living my life for that reason. And even if there's nothing at the end of this life, I can rest with the legacy that I left behind in my children and in my friends that says she always did the right thing for the right reasons, which is to me is really important. Well, let's get into my favorite part of the show. Brain science, 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 science. All right. So our brain science this week is eight ways to be a more compassionate person. Politeness is to human nature. What warmth is to wax. It is true. Being kind and considerate softens people and makes them malleable to your way of thinking. As obvious as this may seem, it's only recently that neuroscience has been able to explain why. Being kind and considerate to people of others will take you further in life than anything else. It will take you further than your knowledge that you've gained from college, from jobs, or what have you. We often talk about it's not what you know, it's who you know. And who you know determines where you end up in a lot of cases. It determines the ability to to make moves in places where you otherwise wouldn't based on your reputation. So how do you do that? Let me tell you. First, be on time. When you are supposed to be somewhere, be there. Be there early. Show people that you value their time so that they value yours in return. Be deliberately empathetic, which is the two situations that that you and I encounter, both at Walmart and both in picking up um, our food. It's one thing to feel empathy for other people, but putting that feeling into action is another matter entirely. It's great to be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. In fact, it's essential. But that doesn't necessarily translate into being considerate. To be deliberately empathetic, you have to let your ability to walk in their shoes change what you do. Mm. Apologize when you need to and don't when you don't. When your words or your actions have hurt someone else, you should always recognize that and apologize. But there are times where you may hurt someone's feelings inadvertently And in those moments, you should not apologize for what you said, 
but merely apologize for the way they received it or for the way it came across. But if you are checking somebody, there's a polite way to do that as well. You should find that. Smile a lot. Physically, it is easier to frown than it is to smile, as smiling involves 42 different muscles. However, it pays to make the extra effort as smiling has a huge effect on other people. People naturally and unconsciously mirror the body language of the person that they are talking to. So when you smile at people, they will unconsciously return the favor and feel good as a result. And I note that we are all wearing masks at this moment, but you can still smile because your eyes smile with you and people can see your eyes and they can see your facial expression. Just put that out there. Mind your manners. A lot of people have come to believe that not only are manners unnecessary, that they are undesirable because they are fake. Not true. These people think that being polite means you're acting in a way that doesn't reflect how you actually feel. But they've got it backwards. Minding your manners is all about focusing on how the other person feels, not how you feel. It's unconsciously acting in a way that puts other people at ease and makes them feel more comfortable being around you. Be emotionally intelligent. One of the huge fallacies our culture has embraced is the feeling that something is the same as acting on that feeling. And that's just wrong because this, there's this little thing called self-control. Whether it's helping out a coworker when you're on a crunch to meet your own deadline or continuing to be pleasant when someone who is failing to return the favor, being considerate often means not acting on what you feel. I love this one. Try to find a way for everybody to win. Many people's approach to life is a zero-sum game. They think that someone has to win and someone has to lose. But considerate people, on the other hand, try to find a way for everybody to win. Now, we know that that's not always possible, but that is the goal. If you want to be more considerate, stop thinking of every interaction with others as a win-lose scenario. Sometimes it can be win-win. And last but not least, act on your intuition when it comes to other people's needs. Sometimes you can just tell when someone is upset or having a bad day. In such cases, being considerate means checking in with them to see if your intuition is, in, is correct. If your intuition is telling you to reach out, do it. They will appreciate your concern. So to sum it up, being considerate is good for you your mental and physical health, your career, and everything around, and everyone around you. And on top of that, it just feels good. So do what feels good. Word up. Word, Word up. up. Before we get out of here, let me check out that shirt. I like that shirt there. Check out my shirt. I am a wellness, a mental wellness advocate. So shout out Word. to IR Conscious on the shirt. We'll put the link in the comments if you want to get up with him to get your own. He has different colors and different sizes. Your goal every day with every interaction should be to be a mental wellness advocate. Talk right. about has, it. Be about it. Yeah, different messages to all positive messages. That's get your shirt. Dot store com. Get your shirts. Dot store envy. Why dot com. Holler Uncle Conscious for you. 
holler at Uncle Conscious. And he's been a guest on our show before as well. Talking about mental wellness and keeping yourself in check together. So go back and find that episode, read that, buy a shirt, support a black business. And and for people who, you know, who are into that thing, celebrate a black man. How about that? You know. Word up. Word up. Yo. Be sure to check us out on all social media platforms, anywhere you get your favorite podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, email us at flywithusla at gmail.com. Word up. Please, please, please like, share, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, IG, and Twitter. Those are the biggest platforms. So please like, share, and follow, and subscribe. I'm your boy, Picket Fence. I'm your girl, Lady Bounce. We out of here. Peace. Peace.